The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Hey, welcome back to the Welsh Wire. We are so glad you joined us for our podcast with our friend Hugh Ingalls. I'm going to introduce Hugh to you in a moment, but want to remind you that our show today is being co-branded for the Welsh Wire, but also with our friends at the Family Business Alliance because our guest, Hugh, is a family business owner and he's got a great story to tell. Hugh, welcome to the Welsh Wire. Awesome. Thank you, Sherry. Looking forward to the conversation. Let me tell you a little bit about Hugh. He and his brother, Ned, started their business back in 2014. Hugh is the co-founder and co-owner with his brother, Ned, of Ingalls Pictures in beautiful Grand Rapids. Mm -hmm. And um, he's going to share with us what I have kind of titled some post- pandemic ponderings, so to speak, uh, a little bit about what he's learned over the past two years, and um, hopefully some of the things that he's learned along the way will help you um, and inspire you as it has me as I've learned their story. So Hugh, we're so thrilled to have you with us today. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about how your business was born, if you will, way back in 2014? Absolutely. Thank you, Sherry. So going back to the origin story. So we grew up in essentially a family business, a family nonprofit. Uh, our parents started a community music center in Battle Creek where the you could get lessons and it included the symphony, the boy choir, the girls chorus, and little satellite offices. And, and my brother and myself found ourselves uh, stuffing symphony programs on Thursday nights for hours. And so that's how we worked in the business. And so and we also have a, a, young, a younger brother um, came along as well. And, and uh, we'll talk more about him as we go. But um, yeah, and then my brother, my brother, Ned, um, I've been his biggest cheerleader, his biggest fan. So he's, he's just a really incredible artist in, in, every, um, in every way. And so now his concentration is now filmmaking. And so when he was in high school, he was sharing, uh, you know, he'd share these videos with, with me that he would, uh, you know, make with his friends. He even convinced uh, his teachers in high school to do, instead of writing a book report, he convinced them to allow him and his friends to make short films, you know, based off the book. So, and these are some very hilarious renditions of some of the classic, classic tales, like the Odyssey and things. And so, oh, they're, I love it. <laughs> they're pretty funny. So, and I would just share. Yeah, he's you. a pretty creative just, guy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And so kind of fast forwarding, um, the first entrepreneurial venture for myself was starting the Aquinas hockey program. And my brother was at Grand Valley Film School. He came in and, and uh, did some recruiting videos for us. And so in some ways, Shay, the pro- we kind of went through the motion, went through the process of, um, you know, an initial casting, an initial vision and negotiating a deal. And then my brother coming in and, and bring it all to life. And, and uh, when I was thinking about graduating, he was considering dropping out. And uh, we took that portfolio and started reaching out to folks and, and um, 
yeah, that would have been July, July of 2014. Uh, we landed our first deal. I love it. I love it. And you talk about how the first equipment was purchased with Bitcoin and basically sold with a portfolio of hockey videos of all things. I mean, what a way to start. Oh yeah. So hockey has been our our biggest passion. Um, And uh, yeah, my brother was an early pioneer in the Bitcoin days. It's kind of crazy to think about, you know, where, where Bitcoin is kind of in the mainstream media and how um, how much going, but he was, he, him and some friends, um, you know, he's both him and I have always surrounded ourselves with, you know, interesting people. And he had a friend who was really big into it back in like 2012. And, and, uh, so he, they were trading and, and, uh, yeah, he was able to purchase all of his film equipment. So we, we started on Bitcoin, <laughs> as you could say, and, I and love we, it. We don't even want to calculate how much it's worth. It was worth now, but it doesn't matter. The, it was a mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. And you talk about um, your vision in those early days, Hugh. You shared with me a little bit about that. Um, You had a vision that drove you, and and there were three elements to it, which I think are pretty distinct. And I'd love you to share a little bit more insight on that with our listeners. So you talked about your vision. One was Ned, your brother, on stage receiving a, a big award for his film production, right, and his creativity. You talked about filming in every state, that that was another part of your vision. And that also being on the list of the oldest companies <laughs> yep, was something yep. that really matters to you. So, which are really <laughs> cool and different, like goals, visions, right? When getting so, tell us about that. Why did why was that meaningful to you and your brother? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think early on, what drove drove me every morning was that kind of first component of seeing my brother on stage being. Um, you know, recognized for his artistic talent. You know, he's someone that keeps very to himself. He's very driven. He's he's not going to be. Um, you know, he his he leads by example, Sherry, and, and that is just continuously making better and better um, videos. And so, you know, from my perspective, though, um, seeing him continually get better, um, I just had this vision that's been driving us since day one of seeing him being yeah rewarded for that effort. Um, you know, whether that be an Oscar award or a con, you know, we're in cons for a, we have kind of a company vision right now of being pulling into the port of cons for our short film being a, an awarded a, a Palme d'Or. And, and so that's been driving us. And then filming in every state, um, was just something when, you know, kind of thinking outside of Grand Rapids and we started to build this little local portfolio, it's like, okay, let's start thinking a little bigger, you know, what does that look right. like? And it, and, uh, a paid gig in every state um, kind of was what um, we landed on. And so today, I think we, my brother actually was just in North Carolina la- this last week. So that was state number 27 um, so far. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it's, we'll get into more about some of the, some of the failures and, and, and craziness of, of going out of state for projects. Um, but the third component, which is kind of like a wild card share, which we would just like, it wasn't part of like any sort of initial vision, but it was like something that just came through different, you know, research and like thinking about um, kind of along the lines of sustainability. I studied su- sustainable business at Aquinas. So we're always, you know, thinking long-term with our clients, with our products, our services and and how we build the business. And so I landed on a random Wikipedia page, the oldest businesses that are still operating in some shape or form from the original kind of mission or, or product or service. And 
there's a few like construction companies. Like I think one started in Japan, like 564 or something. There's like a couple construction companies in Asia. And then there's a, like a German winery. And, and so we just thought like, you know, if we drive our thinking with that kind of context, like, okay, yeah. we want to make a decision that's going to, you know, last well past us succession plan after succession plan after succession plan. And that's, you mentioned the family business alliance. That's what they're all about. So, um, that's right. So yeah, we, we hope to one day, Sherry, be on that list. Uh, Ingalls pictures is creating some form of media, you know, right? hundreds, if not that. thousands of years from now. No, so. that's terrific. That's terrific. And so along the way, we all face challenges in our businesses, right? Certainly us included in that. So, and well prior to the pandemic and those early five years or so of your business, you faced some pretty solid challenges. You told me a story about running out of gas in Canada, getting bailed out by a client who seven years later is still your client today. Like, I love that story. Like, such humility to even share that, Hugh, but it's real. It's raw. And and I know there are people listening right now going, oh, my gosh, I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. Yep. 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 So this was this was first out of state project, Sherry, um, and, and kind of combining our, our love for hockey and some of the early portfolio videos. We landed a contract to go out, film some recap, highlight videos, promotional content for a pond hockey tournament out in New Hampshire, where our mom actually grew up. Same lake, Lake Winnipesaukee. And um, well, neither my brother or myself had a car. We kind of forgot, like, OK, <laughs> We may need some way to transport ourselves out here. We kind of just landed a deal. It was like, okay, we need we need a car or some way to get out there. And of course, at that time, we couldn't afford a flight, so it was like, all right. Um, so, ended up my buddy, my buddy's grandma was selling her old 1995 Chevy Lumina for about 250 bucks, and so we had just just enough money in the bank, bought the car, and and uh, this is. This car you basically created a nickname for itself. Um, we called it the Black Bomb, <laughs> and uh, enough said this, with that. You know, right? Yeah, you yeah. just imagine what that was like. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, plumes <laughs> of smoke coming down the road. You knew we were coming. Um, so we get we get there in one piece, um, barely. One of the windshield wipers stopped working. So, but regardless, we didn't run into too many. You know, snowstorms or anything. So we get there. Um, this is going through the Green Mountain, White Mountain, Vermont, and New Hampshire. And we get there and film the tournament, all looks great and dandy. Um, on our way back, though, I had I'd done a, a couple miscalculations. Um, one, just how much <laughs> funds we had. And then two, what whether that was going to get us enough gas home. Well, um, as we're starting to go through Ontario, there must have been a, a massive snowstorm because the ice, the roads were completely salted. So, like, you know how the they're flying up on the windshield. Well, one of our windshield wipers had gone out on the way there. Well, we had to figure out. So we we had to end up buying gallons of jugs of water and pouring them across the windshield because they would be completely covered in, in salt. And so, you know, so we're going about 60 miles an hour, you know, 50, 60 miles an hour this entire way. Well, we hit a massive snowstorm in Ontario and we're getting pretty low on gas. And and we went to use this credit card we had and, and it didn't work. And we're like, oh, crap, you know, so we had to get Wi-Fi because our car, you know, our phones didn't work. And this is 2014. We had like first gen smartphones. So we're trying to connect to Wi-Fi and the Tim Hortons and our counts are frozen. Our, we're pretty much on E. So we're like, OK, we don't have enough to get back. We don't have access to money. 
our parents were like, you're on your own. You know, they've been being my entrepreneurs. It's like, if you guys are going to do this, we had to figure out ourselves. So you're on your own. So, well, right. they were out of the question. Well, we go to our client, we decide for some reason, like, okay, we're going to call our client. And we're like, Hey, can we get, can we get 50 bucks? And can you wire it like right now? And this is like before Venmo and stuff. So we had to like Western union, this money to a Tim Hortons in Canada <laughs> to get us. $50 and they stuck with you. And the story is they did it and they stuck yes. with you. You got your gas yes. and you got home. I mean, it's like that is got, so yeah, creativity extraordinary. Yes. Yep. And we've had other failures, computers failing and asking clients to buy us computers to finish their projects. Oh, it's 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 all there, Sherry. Yeah. Oh yeah. We we've all had our own version of that story, but that one's a doozy. I thought that yeah. one was so great to share. So I mean, through this time. You were refining who you are, your product, your market as a company. Um, you were really kind of dialing in. I mean, you talked about a little bit with me about the wedding business um, and how that angle developed and really was sort of an entree into what came next for the company. So so talk about yeah. that a little bit, because that was kind of like a brainchild you came up with. And it just, I mean, it exploded into so much more for you. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, starting in kind of sports and commercial work and, and, um, you know, then suddenly our clients were like, Hey, you know, do you do weddings? Well, my brother had just been asked to do one of his first weddings, um, for, you know, just a good friend. And, and you know, that time Sherry between like the ceremony and the reception, usually like a couple hours where you have, you know, kind of this downtime. Well, my brother's a second shooter for a wedding and with that downtime, he started just throwing some of the footage he had taken into his editing software. And by the end of that day, he had he had put together pretty much like a whole edit, a whole recap of the entire day, just just using some of the t- downtime he had had. And and um, so he goes to he goes to uh, you know the group, the bride and groom. It's like, hey, I kind of put this together. Like, can we show this? And then he went to the venue, and they're like, yeah, we have a projector. And so he ended up showing this end of night recap of the entire day like that like live in action everyone's there you're with your loved ones and you see it and so um so that we were like okay we get asked for our first wedding well my brother did this kind of new idea of finishing a video by the end of the night and so we're like okay maybe we can offer this as you know a product and so um we landed our first wedding through of course one of our commercial clients and um so yeah we did our first end of night video and since then, it's just kind of taken a life out of its own, Sherry, where we, um, we've done some destination weddings. It's been um, really just a, when you talk about from a business perspective, product market fit, where we figured out, um, you know, kind of speed, quality, cost, and, and create a, just a unique experience that just right. transcends the network effect is you do one wedding and we're receiving dozens and dozens of inquiries for weddings and maybe in there someone's like hey i go to your site i see you do commercial work or yeah. you know hey i want i have a business i'm a marketer and so it's really been kind of this marketing engine all based off this idea of creating just a very unique experience yeah um, which i think is folks. outstanding i mean especially the, the way you found the intersection of speed quality and cost which typically you know we're taught you can get two of the three you can't get all three right but you have really found a way to put it all together uniquely in a package like this for videos. And that's, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And so your niche really became working with small to mid-sized companies 
who really mm-hmm. want to start their first entree into high quality video work, right? A lot of them are getting introduced to you through this means. So the, the business rolls along and you're expanding and then it becomes time to invite dad, who is the chief, all things stories, right? Of what, how, how do you refer yeah. to me as in the all things yeah, yeah. He's our he kind of sits in a creative director director role. So he is working alongside myself on, on kind of the sales end, preparing proposals, um, and then kind of seeing the project through and working with our creative team and our videographers to, you know, ensure that that kind of bridging that gap between that initial vision, you know, and a final product. And so yeah, he's a poet at the end of the day, Sherry. So he's been uh he's an amazing creative writer. So he's helping with any yeah, that kind of creative concepting, written word, um, script writing, things like that. I I would you know normally ask someone. So what's it like you know to work a couple different generations of the business like that? But you've already said y'all work together in the family business for years. So oh, yeah. I bet it's probably no different. You're just in a different business, right? And somebody yep. different is running it, or is it different? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very, it's all come, all come full, full circle, Sherry. So my brat, my dad actually was a stay at home dad, um, with Ned and myself, so the middle brother and myself, and they, my parents flipped when the youngest brother William was born. And so, yeah. So, you know, my dad, Ned, myself, we, we, yeah, we've been hanging out since birth. And so now we just hang out every day still to this day. And, and it's um, fun, it's, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's awesome. We have, you know, we have our, we have our arguments. There's always that little friction of like, you know, there is a, it's a dynamic, you know, and my dad works for Ned and I, and um, we've really, you know, it's a constant, you know, constant, you know, evolution, revolution of, of our relationship, um, you know, as father, son and son, father and, and professionally. And, um, you know, yeah, like you said, hasn't been easy navigating, but we've understood and here's one thing we realize, Sherry, is like oftentimes in problem solving, um, you know, a lot of times our arguments would be between, you know, kind of creative vision, you know, internally, you know, what do we think the client might want? <laughs> and so a lot of times just engaging a client in conversation can even help us internally figure out our own issues, if that kind of makes right. sense. And it actually brings the client more into the fold because we're working so closely on telling someone's story it's it's delicate it's authentic you know it needs to be authentic yeah. when we in turn you know what the final yes. video product looks like so yep. it was interesting just the inside look was like my brother and I would argue like oh well the client said this and he'd be like no they said that well let's just invite them in for a five minute conversation you know and then <laughs> and then we'd get our answer and boom we would be so far ahead, the client feels engaged in the process. And it's so, yeah. it's so interesting, all the different, you know, family infighting, but it's, it's, we've turned the corner in figuring out how we can all work together. Wonderful. Wonderful. So things are rocking along and then something happens exactly about two years ago uh, when the pandemic rained down on all of us. You mentioned that the biggest change for you was, I mean, you were traveling extensively on your vision of trying to, you know, rec- do mm-hmm. your videos in every state and travel the country. So you mentioned you lost what, 40, 50% of your business like overnight because you couldn't travel. Yeah. Yeah. So this it was um, so hard. Yeah. I mean, we had, um, yeah, just a number of, yeah, every project was, even if it was out of state, was just like hit this big pause button, you know, being in kind of the advertising marketing, 
you know, in, in a lot of ways, that's the first thing to go on pause. Um, right. And, a lot well, of, and, and he had to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And at uh, that absolutely. time, you know, I mean, we were even doing the Welsh Wire very differently, right? I mean, we were doing our podcasts. We were yep. traveling and doing on site, you know, to really get the rapport and working with people. And we also had to shift to a different medium, which is kind of exactly what you did. I mean, you pulled key team members together who helped you shift to really doing a very remote workflow and capturing yep. things more remote, you know, using Zoom and other medium. But along that way, there was something that was born, which um, some of our listeners may be familiar with, and that's the video that you produced. So if you can just tell us briefly a quick snippet about Distance Brings Us Together yeah. in that video, Hugh. Yeah. So Distance Brings Us Together was exactly what you said, Sherry. A, a it was it was something that came out of this quick transition, and thankfully we had um, we had a, essentially kind of a COO that really that transitioned to us to daily huddles every morning virtually because we'd be doing these in person prior to that, and, and so we didn't lose that continuous the continuous conversations that need to be had, especially during that time. It was like. We could have backed off, but instead she really led the charge and we're going to totally lean into this and figure out what kind of opportunities and value we can create. And so the idea that came out of those early conversations, that first like week or two, when basically all of our clients were like, hey, put pause on this production until further notice, like, okay, what can we do um, with some, you know, added time? And, And so this idea was born of of kind of capturing lockdown life. And so what we did was we, we reached out to some family and friends and said, Hey, can you, you know, what are some of the conversations you're having with like family and, you know, think about like, for example, um, we landed on, you know, single mother, for example, that's transitioning, you know, her child is now at home for the first time, you know, and she's trying to figure out how to be a teacher along with the mother and, and, all the They're painful memories. That. I'm just going to tell you, right. these are painful right. memories, right? Right. But you and, can't. And. You captured them all so so well. Which, by the way, we're going to have a link also to that video, Hugh, and on this production as well, so people okay. can take a look at that yeah. and really experience it because it's a really cool and powerful video. And that was really a launch pad for you. I mean, a lot of people saw that, right? They yep. said, give us something like that. We need that in our business or organization. Or do we like your, as a result, your work went out there, right? It was really picked up and blown up. So people yep. said, we'd like something like that. So you started to think even more creatively about being value add to your clients. I mean, that was kind of started yeah. in the beginning as you were huddling together, but you started thinking about that more. So your evolution was not just editing Zoom videos, but doing more events for businesses and zoom live streaming and yeah yeah oh we were just crawling scratching just reaching out to anyone and everyone saying hey these are some of our basically just kind of demonstrate these are our capabilities you know like mm-hmm. let us know how we can help or we have some fresh ideas like right. you said i mean we were doing yeah a lot of that covid related messaging that neither either boosts you know internal morale or some public facing things saying hey we're here um, so we did that number with local companies that came to us after, yeah, that video. And, and, uh, yeah, we, we translated, yeah, some of our efforts or our, or our, basically our skills into, yeah, some live streams. So taking, for example, like the Battle Creek Symphony that no longer had in-person concerts, we helped them transition to this whole virtual concert experience. 
dance and and using you know some of our different cinematic techniques and cutaways and things like that that we could apply to what prior to that was maybe just like a stationary shot you know now we can bring some of our expertise into the space and so you know we, we helped we brought in some partners to do some live streaming of of high school graduations you know and then we did our we used our skills to do event recaps within those virtual graduations so it was well and it, yeah it's editing zoom videos you know someone's birthday party hey they want to do a surprise can you cut together some clips you know so it was right anything and everything right. but um, but it's, we I mean, took it's a what lot we all of, had to do to survive you know at that yeah. time and i think Yep. Um, I mean, I think we all learned what we were capable of doing. Many of us did, right? Uh, those of us who are still around probably did exactly what you did in some way, shape, or form. But it's interesting what we saw in ourselves and in our businesses at that time in terms of untapped capabilities and new opportunities to better serve our clients. When you really dug in and huddled in as a team, you came up with some great options, so much so that the end result was you actually grew your business in 2020 over 2019 by 3%. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's remarkable considering everything you were going through. So mm-hmm. you took a lot away from that experience. You learned a lot. Your company evolved. You had some new options now on your offering deck to clients. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how has the pandemic changed where you're at today. Tell us about that, Hugh. So now it's it's looking how we keep that mindset, Sherry. The mindset of, of I use this quote often, is action cures all anxiety. And really, that was kind of our, our going quote throughout that entire first, you know, the entire entire 2020, essentially. Um, yeah, what, and, tell, and, me, tell us what that means to you. Tell us specifically what that means to you. So that in my mind is almost being impatient with action and then being patient with the results. So whenever, you know, whenever we're feeling that pressure, those anxieties, those thought, you know, those feelings of, of, you know, not being in control and, and um, yeah, just, I mean, just general stress. <laughs> and we've all been feeling that in varying levels, um, this roller coaster that has been the last two years. And so realizing that when we needed to consistently as a team move into action as simple as just a quick check-in with each other for example you know and and that was just felt throughout the organization that I could trust if if I needed someone to do something they were going to jump into action maybe it wasn't the right thing at that time but at least there was movement forward and right. so and yeah, and do something don't just do nothing right exactly that goes back to our leaning in we're very we actually we actually were you know, told by some mentors and advisors to do to do the opposite, to take a step back, to sit on, you know, sit on the couch and kind of let things play out. And we I thankfully we kind of pushed back on that. And and like you said, like instead of, you know, just kind of saying, hey, we don't, you know, let's let's just put on pause with our current clients and let them kind of figure things out. No, we're gonna we're gonna share some ideas. We're gonna lean into um creating things because no one knew what was going on, you know, and no one right. knew actually That's how right. to navigate this. So it's like, if we could bring some fresh ideas by taking action, who knows what those results can be. And so that I has then you. turned into such deep partnerships now with those clients that we, you know, we, we continued to do work, you know, we're very easily, yeah. you know, we could have said, Hey, we can't be in person. We're done. No, we're going to go to zoom interviews. We're going to create 
you know, still some cinematic feeling high quality videos, no matter what the circumstances are, you know, to make yeah, sure that they're reaching fantastic. their goals. So, yeah, that is fantastic. Okay. Your vision has altered a little bit too. Mm -hmm. um, you've added a few things onto the list. Mm -hmm. Tell us about, tell us about your BHAG. Yeah. So, you know, we're on this movement of just being, you know, sought after resource for, you know, high quality video production in the region. Um, and then that kind of, you know, yeah, big hair audacious goal that's, that's, you know, five to 10 years out is landing a feature film on the IMDb top 250. So IMDb, um, if you look up, if you Google it, it is just a database of all types of films and there's a way to vote. And so basically it's kind of like the top 250 greatest movies of all time. Um, and we are on a mission to get a film on that because that's kind I of our third. Hey, yeah, it's it's kind of our third leg of the stool as far as off it. So it is, you know, weddings, commercial work, and films and films and documentaries. And so, yeah, uh, yeah we want to get want to get on that list. That's our mission. I bet you'll get there. I know that you're continuing to look to grow your business outside of Michigan too. I mean, you've gone back to wanting to you know be in every state. Um, and, but I also think this is really cool because you've got some personal goals for your team, for your staff and employees to be able to attract and retain long-term talent in the industry, um, mm -hmm. which is so important. I mean, it's great if the business grows, but if you can't keep your team together and keep people with you long-term, that becomes a problem. And um, you've described your industry as being a young person's industry, so to speak, and it's a real freelance oriented industry, but you've set up to change that at Ingalls Pictures. Tell us about that. Yeah. So we've continuously seen, especially here, if you look at the industry here in West Michigan, um, people either leave the industry entirely in order to seek more permanent salary and benefits because of the nature of creative based projects. It's a lot of 10, you know, most companies are 1099 models. And so, um, yes, you know, you can make, you know, what would be the equivalent of a full-time study, but it's a little roller coaster. It's not going to be the same consistent paycheck. So we're really moving towards, um, kind of tying in, like I was saying, these long-term, you know, long-term, um, partnerships with our clients to kind of be able to allow us to have that, you know, basically that, that stable, you know, amazingly talented team. Um, and, and really, yeah, keep people because I mean, my brother, I'm 30, my brother's 27 and, and we're already seeing people who hit their thirties that are looking, you know, they're moving out of the industry or they're going to move to LA where there's going to be more permanent employment opportunities, Chicago, even in New York. And so, um, in Atlanta, Atlanta's a very hot spot for film right now. And so, um, we're on a mission to be able to attract and retain talent here in West Michigan. Um, and so that's, that's where as an industry, you know, other, you know, we have a whole kind of, you know, small group of companies here that that's what we're talking. Those are the conversations we're having between each other. Hey, how do we, how do we look at the industry as a whole and how do we attract and retain um, our talent? Cause we're all relying on that talent to grow and sustain our business. Right. That that's fabulous. One last question I have for you, Hugh. So coming through all of this, okay, what impact did having a, being a family business have on getting you to where you're at today? What, what difference did it make in the life of Ingalls Pictures as you look back now in the past yeah. what, eight years? Yeah. 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 So yeah, it would, I mean, 
great thing. Yeah. It probably, probably wouldn't exist first off. <laughs> and then number two, um, you know, now that we've been in this for, for so long, it is we've, instead of, um, you know, retracting for family, we're, we're, we're doubling down on family. So our youngest brother, um, is graduating college here in a, in a few months and he'll be joining us, um, full time, which is super exciting. He's a talented filmmaker as well. And he's been working on a few projects over the years during the summers. And so, yeah, that's kind of the indication instead of, you know, looking outside of family as we're, we're continuously look at how do we engage family, um, you know, deeper and deeper. And, and our mom is actually a chair of our advisory board. We have three, four advisors. And so, um, yeah, it, it is family through and through. And I think what it comes down to is that level of trust is that anything in, in, you know, in, in business and in life, you know, trust is going to be at, at the core of, of pretty much everything that we do. So, um, we have that beautiful level of trust and then we can, we can then bypass all that time it takes to develop that trust to just get things done. So that's right. Yep. That's right. No, that, that's, that is terrific and a great way to end it too. I mean, for, for you to say we wouldn't be who we are without family. I mean, that's, that pretty much sums it up right there. You've had an incredible journey, more to come for sure. But Hugh Ingalls, co-founder and co-owner of Ingalls Pictures, we are so thrilled for the time you spent with us today. Um, Hugh, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, they're interested in learning more about Ingalls Pictures or your personal journey, I'm sure you'd love to connect with them. What's the best way for them to get with you? Probably email. Yeah. 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 Just think, you know, thinking about their own, their own story and how do they want to tell it. And then inglespictures.com, I-N-G-A-L-L-S, pictures.com. That, that, uh, that inquiry form goes right to my inbox. So that's uh, the best way to get a hold. Beautiful. Terrific. Again, we're wrapping up our show today with Hugh Ingalls, the co-founder and co-owner of Ingalls Pictures in Grand Rapids, a member of the Family Business Alliance, a strong family business, eight years running and counting. So glad to have you as our guest on The Welsh Wire today, Hugh. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you, Sherry. This was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.